Chapter 15 Private Game Luke showed up to the private card game late Friday night. The venue was an opulent house in a golf community near the casino. Like every other enclave for the wealthy, the homes were huge and intricately detailed. The lawns and gardens were immaculate, and the community security guards took their jobs a little too seriously. After checking in at the gate, a security guard waved them in as two other security team members arrived in a golf car that looked like a Hummer, then escorted Luke to the game. He followed them closely in his rental car, winding through the maze of streets created by the golf course itself. A few minutes later, he pulled into an imposing driveway that looped its way in front of a large, traditionally styled Bermuda home with multiple stories, hipped roofs covered in white concrete tile that was illuminated by the overstated landscape lighting. He parked and walked inside like he owned the place. Typical Luke. Of the 12 people there, he recognized four from the covers of financial magazines. He assumed the others were even wealthier since they didn't have to advertise it on magazine covers. He immediately recognized the red-faced bastard with fat knuckles from the night before, remembering that he had a taste for high-end bourbons, like himself. The man quickly introduced himself as Tom Janfield, CEO of Colossus Energy. Luke knew the company. It was a big fracking operation and the subject of several ongoing lawsuits by the EPA. He licked his lips at the thought of breaking that guy's ass. By 1.30 in the morning, it was clear the sucker at the table was supposed to be Luke. He'd systematically lost a few hands badly in order to catalog the collection of nervous tics, facial expressions, pupil dilation, and posture changes of everyone at the table. The owner of the house, well, he was a prick. A British expat living large in the former colonies, convinced that his every word has been blessed by the gods of wit. Luke would enjoy breaking him down, too especially since it was fairly obvious that he and the oil company asshole were colluding, working the table together. By 2.30 a.m., Luke had had enough and began to cut through the table like a samurai working at a deli counter. The magazine cover art had all but packed it in, leaving Maurice, the oil company guy, and the owner down to one final hand worth over $5 million. He knew exactly what the others were holding. Maurice had a shit hand and was still in the game for appearances only. He'd no doubt get his money back and get a cut for putting the game together. As they were about to show their cards, Luke upped the ante. So, why don't we make this interesting? How about this, he said, slurring his words on purpose. How about I win and I get jet fuel for a year, he said to the oil company exec. And this very fine house of yours for 18 months, to the Brit that owned the house. If I lose, I'll kick in an extra million. What do you say? The house was silent with the exception of a few mouth breathers. The two assholes looked at each other and then at Maurice trying to calculate the odds in their heads. They both nodded in agreement. All right then, put them down, gentlemen, Luke said. Maurice laid down two pairs, Jackson Sevens. Oil Company Incorporated put down a straight, eight high. The Brit smiled like the cat that ate the canary and put down a ten high flush. Sorry, boys, but it looks like Lady Luck was shining on me tonight, the Brit said as he began to pull money from the pot. Shit, that's a good fucking hand, Luke said, rubbing his head. 
But last time I checked, a full house beats that. Then he threw down two kings and three tens. Every sphincter muscle in the room clenched, sucking the air out of the place. Luke couldn't tell who was redder and more pissed. Frackmaster, the Brit, or Maurice. The others who had witnessed the game began clapping and clinking glasses in appreciation of the spectacle they'd witnessed. Luke grabbed his winnings and savored the moment as the British asshole signed a note agreeing to vacate the premises within 30 days for a period of 18 months. The oil exec signed a note of his own with a number to call to set up a fuel account. One of the other corporate magazine covers served as a witness and signed the documents as well. Thanks, Maurice. It's been a pleasure, Luke said, dropping out of his drunken act, his eyes drilling into the casino owners. Maurice stood, visibly trembling from his anger, but he managed to control his temper. I'd suggest that you leave and never come back to my establishment, ever. And I suggest that next time, you should be more careful about who you try to fuck, Luke said, his mouth smiling, but his eyes were cold and hard. I'm not that easy, and certainly not French. Luke picked up the documents in his satchel full of money and hustled back to his car. He had a sneaking suspicion that checking out of the hotel sooner rather than later might be best. While Luke did the smart thing for once, Jack was about to do something really fucking stupid. The auburn-haired woman had changed out of her little black dress and now sported a dark exercise outfit. She knelt by the tree across the street near the golf course, hidden from sight, snapping photo after photo of Luke with her telephoto lens. Gotcha she muttered under her breath.